What's the the thin thing of milk? A quart. That a quart? A quart. A quart? A quart. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Put some on your head. Neither of us can hear that. <laughs> Is it playing right now? Yeah. I think I just started off with uh, put some on your head. Oh, Christopher okay. Walken from Geely. We should do Walken Week, I was thinking. And each day, we're like, this week, this uh, today we're going to dive into Geely. And every we just do a million things on that one scene. We don't even do his other scenes from Geely. The oral history of Geely. Yeah. Just that one scene from Geely. Who else is going to do it? No one else saw, fucking saw that movie. That's true. Uh, I do love that puts him on your head. It's kind of like really picking up in the Brunch universe. It's been a while since uh, since the Brunch Touchables have latched on to something. And I don't know if we really gave him a choice with puts him on your head. Yeah. But it's it's happening. Famously is famously is the one that I can tell if somebody's a Bruntouchable if they mm-hmm. respond to one of my tweets and the word famously mm-hmm. is in it. Yeah. But put some on your head is like the only expression and phrase that is just like fully getting injected into stuff. We've talked about this many times, but like there's nothing better than like somebody revealing themselves as a Bruntouchable mm-hmm. uh, because it's because it's like an exclusive club, both in in the in the sense of like not many it's people. It's not like a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like you've got to be some sort of person to enjoy this show. Yeah, you got to have some like weirdness to you. I think it takes a sense of humor, not to toot our own horns, but it also takes a and I say this as one of two straight white men doing a fucking podcast but it takes some like gotta be a little different. courage <laughs> yeah <laughs> right that like hey like you you don't want just the basic thing so you come to us hey uh Tom Brady is weighing doing a roast special the only weighing I'm doing after is after eating a special roast it's giving me a stomach ache and I'm thinking Oh boy, how many pounds? How many pounds have I put on now? I'm in trouble. That would be like if I did a roast of myself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do that. Let's do the roasts. Uh, you do the roast of Pete, and I'll do the roast of DJ. The roast of, and my- I won't be able to come up with anything for myself. And then you just make fun of yourself, and we're like, "Damn, sounds like Pete's a lot worse than." Sounds DJ like is. your self-esteem is in the gutter, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be very funny to just do like a uh, like a co roast, co self roast, and then like tw- t- twist it and be like, "This is an intervention. Your self esteem is so low." Yeah, I saw. I've seen some uh, compliment battles. Those are cool. Yeah, they're not as good as just like a good old fashioned rap battle, though. I've been getting back into those. What's his face? Riz Ahmed, old rap battler. Crazy. I bet they've scrubbed everything. I haven't found... I, I haven't looked for it, but I bet all of his old rap battles are scrubbed from the internet. You think so? Why? Because people would make fun of him? They're from, like, around 2010-ish. I think the language Ooh. might be an issue. Uh, but, I, I mean, he like seems that. like a sweet guy. Product of the time, right. And and also, like, it, it, I feel like there are few rules in the rap game. Like, And it's it, also... The, very like, little that's off limits. And... They just say way worse things in the UK. 
Like still, like there's like a lot of well, etiquette that I mean, yeah. That, I mean, like they say the c word, they throw that around like crazy. Yeah, but that's that I feel is different. I don't know why it's different. It's just it's okay cultures, there, man. Yeah, cultures. Yeah, yeah it's like, like it doesn't mean anything different there than it means here. It kind of does though, because it's thrown around like so loosely. Yeah, but then you could get into the like, hey. Does it really mean something else, or are you equating this with this? Which is something that in America we've done a lot. It's how we've been able to, I don't want to say abolish because people still say it, but it's led to people not calling things gay anymore because for a million years people would just say it to mean anything different or anything that they didn't like, I which did is see, insane. I did see a hilarious – Classic um, America. I saw a hilarious PSA featuring Hillary Duff from like the, oh, yeah. the early aughts. You ever yeah. seen that one? Yeah. With like the, that hey, was everywhere. don't call things gay. Like yeah. what if I said, hmm, that that's so girl wearing a skirt as a tube top. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking – you didn't what live a through bar! That? You didn't live through that. I didn't remember it. Like oh, I, man. Uh, I, I'm sure I. It was on TV, but I don't remember most of my teens. That was so. That was at like the tail end of shit like that that I'd be watching. Like I didn't watch. Uh, I was gonna say Hannah Montana. Uh, what was Lizzie McGuire? Yeah, Hillary Duff was Lizzie McGuire. I didn't watch that, but I did see the Lizzie McGuire movie in theaters because. My friends and I bought tickets for Phone Booth. No, no, for Lizzie McGuire because we wanted to sneak into Phone Booth. And for some reason, back then, no one's going to believe this. Back then, they had like people working at movie theaters. Yeah. There were people checking to make sure you were going into the right theater. <laughs> there are currently zero employees per movie theater now. Yeah. Like, there's no nobody protocol, there. no security. Movies start at 7 30 p.m. now, and it is empty. Yeah, and there's, like, one person that barely checks your ticket. Back then, man, like, you couldn't, you could not pull shit. Yeah, but, like, you know, there's a, there's a trade-off there, right? Is that, uh, I like, I guess, like, there's no security or whatever. You, I guess that could be a positive or a negative. But what I've experienced is that you've got, a, you've got home field advantage at the movie theater because there's, like, three people that work there, and you know all of them. I have like personal relationships with the people oh, that yeah. work at my hometown movie theater. Although the, there's been some turnover. There's been I go to two theaters and I would say I some ticket takers, yeah, I've got a little familiarity with, but it's not like what it was 3 4 years I'm ago. I'm on a I'm on a hug basis. Is he my, still there? Yes. Really? Yes. I haven't seen my him guy in a Dan. Minute. Yeah, my I was guy Dan, say, we're the ticket about Dan. taker. Me and Dan hug when I go to the movies. What a fucking, what an experience. Dan's what a, a luxury. He, he he always says, uh, God bless you. He's a big God bless you guy. A big God bless you. Uh, you are a great person. Have a great, t- have a great day. He's the nicest. Just I, the best. I am a little Seinfeld with the, like, let's bring it in sort of thing. Well, you don't like, like, like germaphobe type things or, or. Like personal space, just the, I, I don't. I don't want people to think that I'm getting any sort of preferential treatment. <laughs> I do want people to think that. If there's, <laughs> I want people behind me to be like, "What's this guy's deal?" After you hug him, you should walk up to the. Uh, you should walk up to the concession stand and. Oh, I usually do. And not, guess what I do? I go food? straight. I go straight to the A list line. Yeah, and I basically cut the line. People who are behind me at the movie theater are probably like, "Yo, what the." F- this guy's got like this guy's got connections. He's hugging the ticket taker, going straight to the front of the line. 
And you know what? I don't Using have. Using the bathroom whenever he wants. <laughs> exactly. Showing up like 15 minutes after listed showtime. Oh, my God. That guy. If we were in the UK, I would have something that I would call that guy. The guy that got mad at me because I went to a movie. Did we ever talk about this? No. I showed up. I told you. We oh, talked about it. Oh, yeah. I don't maybe think you ever mentioned it. Yeah, you didn't mention it on the podcast. I forget what movie I was even seeing. but I It wasn't a good one. Because I remember being like, you got ha- hassled oh, after was, seeing this movie. No, it was plain, I think. This, was it? I think it was plain. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe but it was Megan. I I don't know. I showed up, and the doors were closed, and I had a ticket, and I'm pulling on the doors, and there's a guy in there, and I'm like, kind of embarrassed. I'm going to the other doors. I'm like, which one of these is open? And then he's like lightly gesturing at me. And so I wave at him and he says, closed. And I said, I have a ticket to a movie. And he comes to the door and he's like, the movies are done. We're closed. The movies are done. <laughs> and I was like, this was like what? Like a uh, like an 830 showing or something? Yeah. Or like an eight, 8 o'clock showing? I but hope like, this isn't a story like, that I've already told in the podcast because it's people not, will be able to not. compare it to when I told it last and how naturally you do the thing whereas time passes it you just change the story yeah yeah like no i don't i don't think you told this before but like you showed up 10 to 15 minutes after the, the listed showtime yes and so the movies if you're doing an amc typically the movie's going to start about 25 minutes after the listed showtime it used to be 20 they've now moved it to 25 Goddamn inflation which when you're going to see other smaller movies at smaller theaters because you're checking off all the Oscar movies really throws you off. If I'm driving to the West Newton cinema and I'm allowing myself an extra like 45 minutes and then it dawns on me, wait a second, the movie's going to start on time. You've missed half the movie. Oh <laughs> boy. I am stepping on it every time I go to one of those theaters. But anyway, the guy's like, the movies are done. It's over. And I was like, I have a ticket for a movie and I hold it up and he's like, we close the door like 10 minutes after the final movie starts. And I was like, okay, well. I'm here. I'm here and the movie hasn't started yet. And he was like, fine, come in. I go in and then I start to, because there's still 15 minutes before the movie starts, trying to get me some raisinets and popcorn. And as I'm, I can't even make this up. As I'm walking, I start to break towards the concession line. And he's like, that's closed. Everything's <laughs> closed, man. Like, don't even think about it. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like, even even if, like, somebody was... If, if the movie is still playing, the concessions should be open. Like, what if you wanted to leave halfway through a movie, get something at the concessions, yes. and go back? Like, that's crazy to me. You're really cutting corners. I was going to say I should call... And, and that's where they make all their money. Yes, yes. Especially this, this is... I think if it was playing, it was right... Or even Megan. I saw both those movies right when they came out. So that's when the theater is making no money off that movie. Concessions is the only way they're making money. I would call and ask to speak to their manager, but I'd be just as appalled to find out that that guy wasn't the manager because he was calling all sorts of shots, like bounce, tossing people out of the club. Really mean Just on guy. Just a real power trip. I've kind of been avoiding that theater since then. Uh, I don't. He's know. lost a customer. <laughs> I'm sure it, it keeps him up at night. Uh, did well, you he goes look? to bed at like 4:45. <laughs> did you look? At, Days over. I hate to be this guy, but did you look at how much your ticket was for Avatar? Oh no, I did. 
Did they did they charge us a little more? I think that, and this is like a classic James Cameron thing. The, the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, because that's fucking, why. Because you charge twice the 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 regular ticket price. It was fucking eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars to see Avatar, Not which on. like it doesn't necessarily affect me because I use the AMCA list, which is twenty five dollars a month. Yeah, eighteen dollars for one movie versus like twelve for a list per Man. month. So like. I hate to be the guy that's like that's up. like movie prices are outrageous, but if you're paying eighteen dollars to see one movie, that's insane. Yeah, it is kind of cool though going to the smaller theaters because I, I said last week I'm just sucking coffee, crushing popcorn, eating candy. Although, don't look now, Chaboy's gone a few days without candy, which is an, an accomplishment given what the uh, hockey playoffs. And Oscar season, apparently. It's just like all bets are off, taking horrible care of myself. But it is cool when you go to the little theaters and they're just like, they're just trying to hang out. They're just, they, they just do want it, they, to help. They do it for the love of the game. They are totally doing it for love of the game. So I'm like, yo, can I get a popcorn that's like the amount of popcorn I want? Like, not a huge, and they're not doing the thing. Obviously, the pricing model at movie theaters, if you didn't know this, is to make the biggest size expensive and then make the smallest size like five cents less expensive so you think oh the big size is a deal and you end up getting the big one when in reality like you're getting scammed either way yes right (laughs) but it's one of those things there's like i know that i'm getting scammed but i'm okay with it because i know that it keeps you running yeah there at the small theaters i'm like yo can i get like just a tub, not like a bathtub. So like a tub of, you know, like the like the bigger than that like fucking thing that might as well be a water cone thing. Not not those fucking things. A water cone. But like a decent they, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a sturdy it, You want a you want a uh you want a um uh, uh, what does it look like? A, let's, let's get the shape. We're mailing you, this episode in, so we you got want a time. Ve- you want a vehicle that has structure, a popcorn vehicle with structure rather than uh like paper walls. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the size of it is. It's like it's a little bigger than you want a fuck. gallon of popcorn. Fuck, this is I was gonna say not the gallon. What's the thin one? I don't buy milk. A liter? No. Uh, a quart? I think it's a quart. Yeah. What's the the thin thing of milk? A quart. That a quart? A quart. A quart? A quart. Okay. I'm just getting it's getting weirder every time a, I say it. A quart. <laughs> a quart. Uh, I like a quart of milk, please. Get that. Get some. I'm telling a story of one time I went to the movie theaters and got uh, popcorn and candy. By the way, I went, I went to the movies and they had different sizes of popcorn. It's a worse unintentional version of the Coke versus Pepsi uh, skit. By the way, when I went when I went to see Women Talking, I was the only man there, and there was a bunch of not because like I was the only person there, because there were like a bunch of. Women who were, let's say, 50 and up. It's a good crowd. And I was the only dude. Actually, another dude came in like halfway through. But I don't think he was there for the movies. I think he just like wanted a place to sit and hang out for a little bit. Okay. That's the thing. The smaller theaters, that's where you get into... That's where like there's more... It's a more representative life experience than 
going to an AMC where people are using apps and they're finding their seats beforehand and everything. Yeah. You're getting a lot of, no offense to my AMC people, you're getting a lot of like basic Bs there. And uh, if you go to like a small local theater, you're getting the people of the, the world. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I've ha, Have you experienced um, the, the fear of disliking women talking? No, not real. Like, like because it's called women talking. Yeah. No. I, I've experienced that a little bit. I like. I, I sent out the tweet about uh about our Oscars review, and I was like, um, oh, I'm, I'm like bracing for. Of course, you didn't like this movie. It it's, it's it has nothing to do with that. It's just not a good movie. I mean, it's fucking boring. I got canceled because I said I liked mid '90s more than Lady Bird. And I said part of it, I was like, and probably just because I'm a dumb boy and this one was for dumb boys and Lady Bird it was, sure for, was. Yeah. Like, was for, it's not, no, Lady, no, Lady Bird Bird's for everybody. everybody yeah. But like, like, I'm sorry, like, you probably, mid nineties appeals to like dumb boys. Like I could see certain people watching mid nineties and being like, no people are like this. Yeah. And me as someone who grew up in the mid nineties being like, yes. oh man, like everything <laughs> was kind of like that. So I, I really, really, this is everything that I wanted to forget. I was yes, right. Right. But that's why, man, I had such respect for Jonah Hill for telling it like it for is for going into some tough, tough places. But yeah, so I remember, um, a brunt touchable, like quit brunch because really? I was like, and I, I don't, I don't think I was like, Fuck Lady Bird, because I loved Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady, like that's not, that's the thing. Like, even if you have that take, you're not saying that Lady Bird's a bad movie. No, you think I'm gonna fucking I trash any Sir Ronan thing? I don't necessarily think that Women Talking is a bad movie. I just don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's. I'm gonna I, forget like said, about that movie immediately. It's the type of movie that is nominated for Best Picture, and you see it because it's nominated for Best yes. Picture, and you're like, I don't think that's going to win. Yep. Uh, all these people are great. It's I don't think it's gonna win Best Picture. And like, yeah. what am I? I'm not gonna like avoid Rooney Mara now, and I'm not gonna avoid Francis McDormand. I didn't love the movie. It wasn't super cinematic, and there's just so many things about these other movies. You said on the Banshees of Inisherin episode that comes out tomorrow we're almost done with these mini episodes on the patreon so get on there you said that when you're seeing all these good movies at the same time it can be easy to like lose kind of be jaded a little bit yeah because you're watching just like the the quality of movie you're watching is so much higher that you could watch a great movie and be like that was not that not understand <laughs> yeah. how great it was but if you see something that doesn't move you or move is a different is the wrong word to say because women talking like for sure makes you feel yes, yeah but it's not a super cinematic thrill ride it's so not, it's not even like it's not even that entertaining august man <laughs> august wouldn't shut the fuck up there's a character on women talking named august and uh he's a man famously let's just say he didn't read the script <laughs> He didn't read the uh he didn't read the protocol. His whole job in the movie is to be is to like read. Is to be silent and write. Yeah. And he didn't even read the script of the movie. Our Women Talking uh, mini episode is up on the Brunch Patreon. And if you ask, hey, what's going on with this current episode? They being a little lameless? 
Yeah, we are. We're uh, burning the candle at every end as we get through the Oscars stuff. And I don't want to say get through because we love doing it, but it's we're it's been a grind. Hard. And yeah. it's been the, the feedback has been great. Everything is up now except for Banshees, which comes out tomorrow. No. And then the Fablemans, the Fablemans yeah, which right. comes out on Friday. So by the end of this week, you'll have Mini episodes on all 10 Best Picture nominees, patreon.com slash listen to brunch. And then we're going to have more Oscars content coming next week, just grinding our faces off. And we're going to continue to not like five episodes a week, but we're going to continue to have good, high quality stuff on the Patreon. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, just as a note, like, all of the Best Picture mini episodes will be available to everybody next week but would still love if you join the patreon number one because it supports the show uh we're sinking quite a bit of financial resources into our video presentation and i'm very excited about that Mm -hmm. uh we are going to pimp out this studio in the next couple weeks and i'm extremely excited getting some uh camera equipment i'm getting into photography and videography so both did it for brunch and for for personal reasons, but uh, would love if you join the Patreon for those reasons, and also because like the Patreon's kind of a community, and yeah, uh, I love I love the Patreons. And uh, it worked the other day. Oh, I, I don't have a job. Ooh, this patreon.com slash listen. This is your job. <laughs> to, is your job. To please, brunch. please support DJ. I am getting. I am. I'm doing a couple things with the uh, the rev season starting. Uh, yeah. As I'm, I've just gotten into like making shit, and that's kind of just what I want to do. I want to make shit. For- Selfishly, yeah. I uh, I'm rooting for you to never get a job again because the podcast has never been more humming than it is right no, now. No, yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm making shit for brunch. As soon as I became a free agent, I was like, if I just like make shit, where do I want to make shit? Talk to the revs. I was like, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll make a couple things for you. So making some stuff there. So maybe that'll like. Scratch the sports ish. You're definitely doing quote unquote unemployment right because you're like keeping your brain stimulated and you are you're like you're growing in unemployment in in the sense that like you're teaching yourself new stuff, you're gaining new skills, and you are being productive. You're probably being more productive now than you were at your job. Hundred percent. And I say that with all love in my heart for my last employer. But if you were a big fan and you watched all that, you'd know that like over time, what I did there changed, which isn't like a bad thing and not a good thing, not a bad thing or whatever. But it's the, like I hoped that uh, once the um, the uncoupling was complete, that I'd be more productive. My worst fear was like staying in bed all day and yeah. doing nothing. And the one thing that I was I was talking to my therapist about that I had to do, I was like, I have to go to the gym every day i need to have something that i do every day because if i like i I don't do well with stasis anyway but if i am like literally doing nothing i am going to lose my mind and i'm i haven't gone to the gym once and i'm so much happier that the way i've stayed busy is by like my brain doing shit yeah yeah because that that like leads to you having more skills that you I thought you were up- going to say that leads to you going to the gym and I was like no, what did I no, say no, Pete no, no, not no. going to the fucking it, gym it leads to you building skills that you can bring into the next thing that you want to do <laughs> no it's- skills that I could bring to the gym I, I think that the gym would be uh, you'd probably feel good going to the gym but you'd probably feel like it was just busy work 
Yeah, that's you, always what I felt about yeah, the show. Yeah, right. So like you're doing things that you enjoy and you're you're building you're building for the next thing. What if I got wide again again? <laughs> Did you get wide the first time? Uh I got in like slightly better shape. I wasn't in the best shape I was in was years ago when Fettelberg and I first started going to the handlebar and man, shout out handlebar. Love those people with all my heart. Feidelberg and I were abusing sounds like we were like taking advantage, but we weren't. We were we just lived there all the time. And we were going multiple times a day. We would that's do crazy. back-to-back spin classes. That's, that's insane. Crazy. And the toll that spin takes on your body and to do it back to back is like that's borderline unhealthy. I saw John Feidelberg like eight times a week <laughs> in those days and i like well that's awesome i it was the best and that was also around the time that we were that he was doing more brunch stuff so funnelberg was like a central part of my life which is funny because i'm saying like the, the healthiest i've ever been and it's a time when i was seeing <laughs> Feidelberg all the famously time. the most unhealthy person <laughs> no I, I mean i'll have to check in with him i haven't talked to him about what his uh exercise habits are I did talk to him today. It doesn't matter what his exercise habits are. He's the most unhealthy person. You know what I talked to him about today? Speaking of healthiness? No. I said, hey, you should watch a movie called To Leslie. It's about a self-destructive person that just lets everybody down, and it breaks your heart, and then it makes your heart sing, and it just makes you feel every feeling. And if anybody's going to love that fucking movie, yeah. if anybody... Nobody can... Man, like it was a Final little Berg's bit too. It was a little bit too tidy for me. Uh, you wanted it to be darker, like just a little bit, just a tiny bit. And I don't think we talked about this on the podcast, but like I watched to Leslie recently because you sang its praises and you compared it to um, Red, Red Rocket, Rocket, which I did watch recently. And I loved Red Rocket, and you compared it to Red Rocket, so I went into to Leslie thinking that it was you're gonna like, see some dick yeah i thought that it was essentially like the same formula so when there was a happy ending to to leslie i was like huh that's not what i expected and it was just like a little bit too nice at the end but i love that someone's definition of happy ending changes throughout your life i love that because at one point this person wins the lottery and her idea of a happy ending is she gets the house, she does all these things and everything. And then, like the happy ending is like, hey, I'm having some good days here. And that's the fucking real happy ending. Yeah. That's that's the way I feel. Like I would love to have a bunch of money, but like it's it's and this is a very cliche, but like it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean it's a lot easier to live life with money. Yeah. A hundred percent. But like that is not going to like you're, you, you will still have sleepless nights if things aren't in place where they should be. Otherwise, if I make less than the going rate for what, like, somebody in my field is, and it's really fulfilling and productive, that is, I, I guarantee that's a million times better than yeah i mean we've had this conversation several times where it's like uh, th- when we've both been unhappy in our jobs like I, we would take significantly less money to be able to just do this full time for like yeah uh, a lower a lower paycheck and 
just to enjoy what we're doing every day and to wake up in the morning and not like be miserable. Yeah, man. Think of if somebody was like, hey, you're getting you're not getting the going rate, whatever the going rate is. But like all this stuff is like nice. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say somebody else is editing it, but I'd kind of. No, but if it was our full time person's shoulder. No, like, no, yeah, yeah. I, but like I, we I, found out, like you found out in, in like when you have less things on your plate, it becomes easier to take more things on your plate. Like you've been doing the editing and yeah. like I'm extremely grateful for that. <laughs> One, because I don't have to do it. And two, because you're way better than it. No, dude, I love the I, I've meant to tell you this independently. And I can't remember if I said this on the podcast, but I have been like trying to get better about paying people compliments and like calling things out as I see them because gave you a great compliment yesterday and you kind of made fun of me. About I it. know. <laughs> Fuck. I said, thanks. Like I like your mustache because you're, you said you were going to keep the mustache after Top Gun. So I was like, all right, what do you want to hear right now? You probably want positive reinforcement on that. <laughs> I don't want made up compliments. You're no. like, your mustache is good. And I was like, no, it's not. Both of our mustaches was good. I was pissed after I shaved mine, but, but I knew what was going to happen. I was somebody in my life, and maybe I have uh, a little PTSD from past jobs or something, but somebody was going to be like, hey, it would look better if you didn't have that. And whenever somebody says that, I... Fuck off. No, like, I mean, they, they could be correct. And I'm not saying... And I'm, t I'm talking... I'm not talking about my most recent employer. Love them. Uh, but if somebody is like, hey, it might be... What you're doing might be better if it is, and then their solution is whatever might be a little more corporate or a little more like generic. You, I am guaranteed to disobey that. I'm guaranteed, yeah. I'm guaranteed to like lean into. It's like, the child in us that we don't want to do what we're told, or like somebody says you can't do this, you want to do the opposite. And also, you know this about me. I don't like being told that my idea is bad unless the work is shown. Like if. You're like, hey, I'm not really feeling that. I need to know what you are feeling. Mm -hmm. Because I, I think that most people are like that. Where it's like, hey, don't just say that doesn't work. Let's try to, to see what works here. So I was like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to fall back in love with the mustache because I used to have a mustache. And some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. And I'm going to keep it to spite people when in reality the people who don't like it aren't fucking thinking about it they still like me they're like it's not a big deal it's a taste just become a fucking thing <laughs> so i just in that five second thought i just shaved it off and then you texted me and you were like i think i'm gonna keep the mustache well and i was I, like i mean there's, good. there's one of us has yeah to. there's only room for one of us to keep it i think that it would be a little bit too much if we both just kept mustaches i could be the biggest asshole and just grow it back, and in a week be like be way better <laughs> in the than same mine. <laughs> place. Some uh, I did get a couple of because I posted um, I posted a picture being like, "Damn, I shaved it and I already missed it." I did get a couple of like some people just gotta accept their mustache. People, you might not have like the fullest mustache, but you're kind of a mustache guy. Yeah, I, I mean, like there's definitely like there's definitely two or there's definitely multiple versions of a mustache person right like you can be like a tom Selleck mustache where it's like if you don't have that mustache yeah you are spitting in god's face yeah yeah uh and then there's like people that are just kind of like that's their vibe like a shitty mustache is still their vibe yeah nobody so. nobody has done more for the world quote me on this <laughs> than dev patel because i don't know why i said his name so weird dev, dev patel because he's shown like 
If you have crappy facial hair and you just rock it, man, that's the best yeah, facial sure hair he's in the, the face world. Ga- first guy that's had bad facial hair and has owned it. No, but it's looked really good. I don't know who's had. Uh, you know who I feel like has had pretty bad facial hair. Uh, I mean Ethan Hawke, uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, Edward Norton. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even Brad Pitt back in the day had like bad facial hair, wispy, and, yeah, shitty facial hair. But it's hair. just kind of like the scumbag look. Like if you can own that scumbag look, it's it's attractive to a certain certain group of people. Yeah, man. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Babbel. It sure is. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Certainly wasn't for me. I took, I want to say like upwards of four years of Spanish, and I can't speak to any of you in Spanish. Four years of French in middle school, then four years of Spanish in high school. Kept it through college. I... Don't speak any languages. I can barely speak all. English. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an act addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Yeah, I told you that I can't speak English. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. If I could get back into language stuff, I would definitely choose French for the sake of hockey. That's what that was my plan every off season when I covered hockey. Every off season I was like, I'm gonna take French, I'm gonna come back, walk in and be like, Ooh, bonjour, Daniel Paye. Daniel Paye spoke French. I also th- I don't know though, because like it would be very cool if I just like learned Finnish and then like at the all-star game I could just like go up to one. I was player. gonna say, you're only getting like three or four guys at a given all-star yeah game. but but that's what i'm saying if like, that but like you're gonna you're gonna make a connection if you speak to them and finish czech would be cool what about like german german would be cool there are some there aren't a lot of german players in the nhl german's like a violent language though it is so abrasive how many german players are there in the nhl right there's now? not many but that's what i'm saying yeah like you could really corner the market i feel like dennis seidenberg was like the only one for a while yeah and then leon dreisaitl that's right. Leon Dreisaitl's the GOAT, man. What a king. Uh, Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans. You know, they leverage AI tools. Mm-hmm. But Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including, as aforementioned, Spanish, French, German, and also Italian. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you go, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of just three. Go to Babbel.com and use promo code BRUNCH. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com code BRUNCH. Do you think you're going to see Cocaine Bear? Yes. I just checked. It's a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's one it's of a those, little high. It's one of those movies that uh, that have been getting split reviews and that that draws me to the theater to make a make a determination <laughs> yeah. for myself. Yeah, you're like I want to be the judge of that. Yeah. I've seen some people 
very excited and like, oh, cocaine bear is everything I want it to be. I guess we just wanted it to be different things. I was quite... You didn't expect it to be a good movie, yeah, did you? A, no, I mean, I got, I tweeted today, there's one scene, you'll know it when you see it, that's awesome. And it dawned on me today, like six days after I saw the movie, I was like, if Cocaine Bear was a short film that was just this scene... I mean, it is which a short you'll be film. glad it's like to know. It's literally a short film. Uh, you'll be glad to know the scene I reference is heavy on the Isaiah Whitlock. Nice. <laughs> and he's just fucking great. Isaiah Whitlock's very good in this movie. Love Your Honor. I love Your Honor. I love that Your Isaiah, Honor. I, Isaiah Whitlock is just like, just really finding his home being an absurd thing. Do you know what that was that I just did? Your Honor. Your yeah. Honor. Your Honor. Your Honor. I love Your Honor. Jamie Lee Curtis at the SAG Awards. Oh yes, yeah. I uh, we didn't we haven't talked about that. I mean, yeah, we should have made that the episode. Yeah, for, for real. The SAG Awards. They did red carpet interviews and they asked people like, if you could choose any project to be involved in, what would you pick? <laughs> and it was just like all prestige TV shows. And Everyone said ja- Succession. Then in the bear. J- Jamie Lee Curtis said Your Honor, and then uh, the woman from uh, the young woman from. Uh, white lotus season two said love island just been like i love her reasoning she was like i just want to see if people like me i i mean that was the best answer of what all what of a what in every person but do you think that people who don't watch your honor which statistics show it's a bountiful group do you think that people saw that and were like nobody bad what's your that. you're right they're just like oh uh, even if you have must be on TV, even if you have an idea of what your honor is, you know that it stars Brian Cranston and and Michael Stuhlbarg. You're like, it's probably a good show, man. But if you watch it, you know that it's not. <laughs> your honor is the fucking best. But uh, there's a great scene with Isaiah Whitlock in Cocaine Bear, and if they just made a short film, and the bear's not totally in this scene, no, no, the bear's in it. If they just made that Cocaine Bear, it would be great. But I so I tweeted that and I said as as overall as like a movie, kind of stunk, and got some responses that agreed, and then got a show hidden replies, which means it's come from somebody that I've already muted, and this person was big mad. They're like, it's called Cocaine Bear. What the fuck did you expect? God fucking damn it, Bean. And there's some there's some merit to that, but like also you're a person that can appreciate like things that aren't taking themselves seriously. If you know what we do here, <laughs> yeah, you're like please a little respect for the <laughs> yeah. for the office. Uh, one of my favorite movies, like I don't know how high on the list it is, is Cold Pursuit. Yeah, you did, and spend, that's not cold. you did spend like six to seven to nineteen months talking about Cold Pursuit, and that's not called Cocaine Bear, but that's that movie's like. A cocaine bear movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that movie, I think that if that movie was released today, the, they would have jumped on the trend of like plane. They would call it like, like uh, payback dad. No, they would have called it like snowplow revenge or something like, I w- oh my God, I'm so stupid. I was going to say they call it like cold. And I was like, oh, that's why I call it cold pursuit. Cause it's all very cold. Yes. Remember how that movie ends? Not really. Uh, not really. I remember there's like a big showdown. A guy goes like 
parasailing or something. It's something with... Uh, oh, yes, and he, he lands in a wood chipper. <laughs> he lands yes. in a wood chipper, and then they're like, that's all, folks. And it, I don't think it was like a main character. It was just no, like one of the was, guys yeah. from the scene. It was like a henchman, yeah. Oh, my God. What a- <laughs> there is a scene where somebody gets... Before they get murdered, uh, Liam Neeson asked them, uh, Peyton Manning or John Elway? Yes. <laughs> and he says, greatest quarterback of all time. And look, we'll get to it if we ever get to the first topic of this episode. I like a Tom Brady joke as much as the next guy. I like to to poke at people who have no sense of humor about Tom Brady because I think that Tom Brady's a fun thing to have a sense of humor about. But even me watching <laughs> that, I was like, Greatest quarterback of all time. You're going Elway or Manning. Like Montana's not even in the mix. Like it's it was probably too early for Mahomes at that point, but like it's Brady or Mahomes. Okay, get out of here. And if you wanted to do Brady or Manning, I give you that. Yeah, but at least they were rivals, like at at the same time. Like who was better from this era, Brady or Manning? Yeah, and you know that I I don't know. Manning or Elway is a wild thing, especially like if the movie took place in Colorado, I would get it. Mm-hmm. But it takes place in, in in Alaska. Does it? Is it Alaska? I think so, or right? It's. I know shockingly little about this movie. I think it, it takes place in, in Alaska. You know who I feel really bad for in the movie? Who? Uh, the boy, the son. Yeah. Well, I mean, he seems to have a good time. They take care of him. I mean, he gets Stockholm syndrome. In the beginning? No, his son. Oh, no, 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 not the boy that uh, Liam takes. Oh, His okay, actual yeah. son, I was going to say, they, they they take care of him all right. Yeah. They kill him. Yeah. Kill him at the beginning of the movie. And then Liam goes back to his wife, played famously by... Uh, shit. Um, uh, uh, Mrs. Ted Danson, right? No. It's not uh, Mary Even- Steinbergen? Steinbergen. No. It's Laura Dern. Holy fuck, it is Laura Dern. Crazy. Damn. This is, but this is pre-Swift music videos. This is pre-her hitting that, that good, Hitting her good. prime, hitting her apex. Starring in music videos with Esty, who wants the... What is Esty? Esty wants the castle. Uh, Danielle yeah. wants, like, the riches. And Alana wants the D. It says Alana wants the D. And you know who the prince is in that music video? Jack Antonoff. <laughs> yeah. Tough. That's an okay music video, though. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty solid. All right, so, uh, yeah, in past episodes, we can't really do it with the setup, but we used to every now and then just be like, all right, we're going to hit pause, watch this thing, and then we're going to talk about it. If this were, like, a while ago when we had a lot more time, I'd be like, let's just hit pause and quickly watch Cold <laughs> Pursuit and talk about it for a little bit. But this uh, Tom Brady, okay? Tom Brady, he's in a film called 80 for Brady. It's in theaters now. There was a lot of hubbub on Tuesday because there was a report that he wanted to get into stand-up comedy and that he was going to abandon his responsibilities with Fox, where he had that a bajillion $375 million deal. Yeah. Uh, or 25 either something one Something like that. Uh, and the, Uncle Sam's going to get half of it anyway. <laughs> uh, but he was going to abandon that to do comedy. And this story, which was from Radar Online, the ultimate... Is that a real website? website? I, I, I believe that that's like a reputable source. Okay. I, I've heard it several just times. Just got one of those names. Like according that, to Radar Online. You know what it is? What? 
It's like a celeb news now thing. Yeah, but like I think that they actually have some. Like I think that it's probably a lot of throwing shit at the wall, but some of it sticks. Which, by the way, we regret to. It's, it's with great sadness. R.I.P. to CNN. Report uh, CNN is for no now. More. For now, CNN could make a comeback, but uh, in in the final weeks leading up to the Oscars, it was turning people. We don't want to. We don't want to be taken seriously, but we do want people to have an idea of what we're doing. I think people were simply confused. Yes. but I very much liked that you were as on board. With leaving it, celeb news now, <laughs> forever, and like forgetting about why we did it in the first place, and that becoming like part of the tr- like. Does anybody know what uh, like drill meant? Nope. Any of that? Like it's just like oh, that's just what it's called. Mm-hmm. Loved the brunch handle becoming something like that. But uh, there's a story from Radar Online saying that Tom Brady wanted to do a 180 and get into comedy. And the best part about this story, do you know what the end game of that story is? Yeah, to win back uh, Giselle. No, uh, that's the thing. Everybody was, I was like, everyone's going to make divorce jokes, which of course No, no, they no, did. but that, that's what it like literally said in the article when oh. I read it is that it was an attempt to like, to win back Giselle. One, that he wouldn't have to work. Uh, like the, the. Famously, stand up comedians have a very easy schedule. Yes. They're always home. Very family friendly. They're always <laughs> home. And they definitely don't get into any unhealthy habits that, that affect their personal lives. Imagine being a stand up comedian on the TB12 method. <laughs> Right. No shot. No. Uh, yeah. Just like where it, does the cocaine fit into yeah. to that diet? Yeah. So and I mean, all parts of this story are fucking ridiculous. Number one, Tom Brady, just not a real human being. Can't imagine him having any like real funny observational humor. Uh, just uh, he's never particularly struck me as a funny guy. Same. But. I want to find out, not to laugh at him. I, I, what if Tom Brady is an awesome stand-up comedian? What if we never knew that because he just never tried it? A lot of times, I remember when I was uh, growing up playing guitar, but, hey, who's the, who do you think is the, the best guitar player? Is it Jimmy Page? Is it Eric Clapton? Is it Eddie Van Halen? And my stupid answer would always be like, it could be someone who's never played guitar before. Isn't that fucking crazy? They just never played, but they're the best guitar player in the world what if tom brady is the best comedian in the world and he just never did it why so he's gotta go play football with his friends oh brother what a shame that would be but like it doesn't doesn't doing stand-up seem like jumping from like zero to eight yeah because because like he could easily get movie roles where he'd have ample opportunity to be funny and impress people in a controlled environment yeah. Doing stand-up seems like the fucking hardest thing in the world. Yeah. And you and the thing about being a stand-up comedian, or, or or what I assume, is that like you've got to fucking grind for years to perfect that and be good. Yeah. But if you get into it as a fa- an already famous person, you're gonna have eyes and attention on you immediately. Mm-hmm. And that puts pressure on you to be good immediately. Yeah. Uh my favorite part of the story though is the quotes. You see the quotes? No, I did not. According to sources, quote, by the way, the end game of this is that uh, he's negotiating to do a roast of Tom Brady. So somebody clarified, like, he's doing a comedy thing, but he's doing, he's negotiating with Netflix to do something called the greatest roast of all time, and people are going to roast Tom Brady, which I want that. You don't don't need practice for that. So so that's the thing. They're saying, like, he's not getting into stand-up. They're saying, like, Okay. He's getting into he's 
going to do a comedy thing, but this is what it is. It's not stand-up. It's, it, he's going to do... Uh, That's entirely different. Right. Uh, because that employs stand-up comedians. Yes. I want that to happen very much because so many people are unwilling to have any sort of sense of humor about Tom Brady. And if you make fun of Tom Brady or if you even like say anything about Tom Brady, they legitimately are hurt by it. And I don't want to, I don't want anybody to feel hurt, but they get so ridiculous about Tom Brady that I want Tom Brady to sign off on a, Hey, it's okay. People can make fun of yes. me. People I, can say I have a noodle arm and I think I'm going to laugh at it. Yeah. And th cause then those people, what are they going to do? It disarms. What those are you mad at Tom Brady now? It's, it's a win-win because it disarms those people. And it also brings some humanity back to Tom Brady. And I think that he's lost the human element over the past few years. Like his, 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 it started when he was in new England for sure. But like his Tampa tenure, he became a brand for sure. Like lost a lot of like, this guy's just a guy. He is a brand. He's sort of like a robot. Even the like the selfie videos that he did were like he was uncomfortably like prepared. Mm -hmm. And like those lame ass videos that he he would do for like the TB12 stuff and then the crypto stuff like he was shilling shit. He has lost uh quite a bit of humanity and I think that he can get it back by doing some self-deprecating shit and also just kind of like laughing at himself and and being more of an average person. Here are the quotes. According to sources, quote, Tom was a terrific quarterback, but he needs to toss this idea before it's too late, said a source who heard the football stars material. First of all, this, I don't even know what's first of all here. I'll, I'll say first of all, are they really phrasing it? He's a terrific quarterback, but he's got to toss this idea. I don't think like is is Byron Leftwich the source? <laughs> like who is it? His offensive coordinator. Also, that's like his, so that's they the heard his. They're doing football puns, and they heard his material. That's like, the other one. Give him some room to fucking workshop shit and work on it. I'll tell you what, man. I. I uh, did a little stand-up comedy during the NHL lockout because I was just bored and I needed things to do. And it was quite fun. But the workshopping of material was done just at an open mic. I, I would not sit down a friend and be like, here go these jokes. Yeah. Although it would kind of be like that great scene in the movie The House. We loved that scene where the guy's doing stand-up stand like one, one person. on one. Yeah. And they're just like totally connected and laughing together. That's amazing. So that's one of the quotes. Another is, uh, as a comic, he's strictly a water boy, added the insider. They're just doing like all football puns. This is not a real, this is made up. Yes. Quote, the ladies were super nice to him on 80 for Brady, and he did a nice job reading professionally written material in a small part, but he'll be playing in a whole different league if he takes up the stage, if he takes up stand-up on stage. That, there's no way, I'm defending Tom Brady here. He's, he didn't bring this stuff to somebody, and this person didn't exist. Yeah. So, He's CNN gonna get, declares he's gonna fake get news. sacked if he tries this career. Although it, uh, the the source did say something. Uh, he does a great impersonation of former teammate Rob Gronkowski, and his over the top Boston accent is hilarious. Said the I sports insider. Not. 
I bet it's not because you know who's over the top Boston accent is hilarious. Nobody's. 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 Even, even is when Bostonians great. heighten their Boston accent, it's so like that. That Hyundai commercial. Remember the Hyundai yes. commercial with Rachel yeah. Dratch and yeah. John Krasinski? Yuck! I sold my Hyundai after that. <laughs> I stopped driving a Hyundai. <laughs> no, you didn't. It 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 literally stopped working because it was so it embarrassed by that commercial. It yes. was uh, was it the uh, what's the uh, Pineapple Express when he's like oh when he's like the car died and he's like oh it's because you were playing talk radio and committed suicide. <laughs> My Hyundai was like this, no more in like the last handful of years, maybe even the last decade. The only time that I've gotten uh, a tickle from a Boston accent thing is. Uh, the my cousin from Boston, like my cousin from Boston, somehow injected life into that that accent. Mike, the the one where everyone's nice in Boston. Sorry, your cousin from Boston. Yeah, for I some reason, as trite as that all was, I truly just couldn't have a bad attitude about. That it's one. like perfect. Oh, that one was good. I was like, yeah, it's a very simple idea, and I know what all the jokes are going to be, but they did them. The, the guy who plays him is so perfect. And, and it's not like your cousin from Boston is going out for any awards here. No. Yeah, right. They're just they're they're doing the gig, but they, right. I think they execute it well. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's the only one that's given me a tickle and been like, this is not this is not so cliche that it pains me. Oh, no. We got even more quotes. Oh, here. boy. The biggest obstacle between. Tom and Giselle was Giselle's complaints about Tom putting football before family. So he decided to show her he's willing to focus on them before taking the job at Fox. His only goal right now is to get his family back. But again, famously, every good stand up comedian that's ever existed has prioritized their family. So according to this insider guy, he's going to win his wife back by becoming Frank Caliendo, a comedian. <laughs> With a relationship uh, that that does Fox stuff, it it is like it is divorce dad energy to be like I'm gonna win my wife back by being. She, girls love funny guys, so That's I'm gonna why be I don't comedian. believe any of it. Like I'm, I'm maybe I'm a little loopy here, but I'm just pro Tom Brady on all this. I think that people are slandering his good name, and he still has a very good name. It, it's he's catching a lot of unfair flack for something that he's not confirmed to be behind. And my issue has always been that he doesn't catch. Fair flack. So if I'm against him not catching the fair flack, you bet your bippy I'm going to be against him catching unfair flack. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons to criticize Tom Brady, uh, but this is this is not not one of them. If if it's if it's untrue, like if it's true, we should give Tom Brady the most shit in the world. You know what? My what's the funniest thing Tom Brady's ever said? It's not what he said. The funniest thing he's ever done is the 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 Bucks parade. Oh <laughs> Just yeah, being getting drunk, an absolute noodle body for yeah. the entire Bucks parade. Well, the rest of his body had to catch up with his arm. That's true. <laughs> that I mean, it, his body like truly like he lost his bones. He was just uh, like, he was literally Gumby, dude. Yeah. It was crazy. He was. I've seen a lot of drunk people, and I've been the drunkest person in the world several times in in my history. I've always known how to like somewhat keep it together and not like he was an infant. Mm. <laughs> I used to do an impression of Tom Brady. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's pretty good. 
Because, man, I, I didn't care for the let's go thing. I'm, I'm glad that he did it and that it was good for him and that his te- it, it motivated his teammates and everything. I can't do, like, shrieking mm-hmm. like that. And he would really shriek it. We were in Tampa driving around uh, on a golf cart going by all the houses, and I was pointing out that all of them were Tom Brady's. I was like, this one's Tom Brady. I plead the fifth. Remember when he said, I plead the fifth? No. Oh, that was the best. When? Jim Gray, after the Malcolm Butler Super Bowl, he was doing an appearance. and uh, With Jim Gray? I, I can't believe it. Somehow those two found each other. And Jim... Uh, you know what would be hilarious is the the scene from the house in St- Tom Brady practicing stand-up and Jim Gray is the only guy Tom! in the crowd. <laughs> Tom! <laughs> I can't hilarious! Li- Tom, I literally can't. <laughs> Tom, I can't. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, those two, uh, somehow worked the same event and it was the off season that Brady, I believe it was the off season that we later found out Brady requested a trade. Uh, Jim Gray asked him, and again, all these questions that Jim Gray's asking him are planted by Tom Brady. Oh yeah. So Jim Gray asked him, I believe, do you feel appreciated by the Patriots? And you don't remember this? And Brady said, I plead the fifth. I'm sorry. It was like. I plead the fifth, Jim. <laughs> and Jim Gray was like, ah, Tom. Damn, 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 damn. What am I going to do with you? sly guy. Did you ever see Jim Gray on Toucher and Rich? No. All right. Old school brunch thing. We're going to hit pause. I'm going to play this for you. It's I bet I, I can guess what happens. Uh they ask him some funny questions or like grill him a little bit too hard and he hangs up. It's in person. Oh it's shit. At the Super Bowl. Oh god. And if you know anything about Fred Toucher, it's that he he can be an asshole. Call, no, he'll just like if it's not working, he'll say, Well, all right, thank you for your time. Like that's that's it. Like let's move on. He he did do the thing famously to remember uh, Rick Pitino. I do remember. Wait, uh, is that Rick that? Pitino was on to plug a book or something? Oh, and they right. had him on. Yeah, and he said uh, joining us on the phone is uh, Rick Pitino, and he's like, "Hi, gentlemen," and he said, "You ruined the Celtics. You stink." Yeah, and, and they I hung, hung up. up. Yeah, that was mean. Yeah, I <laughs> like. Uh, that officially wasn't cool yeah like, not, not not my type of thing like All i'm right. not a big rick patino guy either but like sabotaging somebody who like made time for you is kind of mean yeah all right check this out all right so jim i'm we're fascinated with your relationship with tom brady okay so you do the you west have West-Wing. a lot of time on your hands uh, what else do you have to do <laughs> yeah so in the yeah. Oprah winfrey special that he did uh, super soul sunday it was kind of funny because he's doing the interview and then very out of nowhere, it seemed kind of strange. Behind the camera, it was Giselle, one of the producers, and you were there for the the the, the taping of the Oprah interview. So, what now? What was the story with you being part of that Oprah thing? I was invited to dinner by Oprah, so I came to dinner. But but that you was know a, her like that, really? Should that be surprising? That I'm sure you have friends. Why would my dinner plans be of any interest to anybody? No, no, you, I'm trying to answer the question, so I, I was invited Oprah to dinner, so I went to dinner. But but it was it was because you Oprah's famous and you have and Tom Brady was filming something and you happened to be there. That doesn't right. they're two very famous people and then there's Jim Gray. Well I know Tom. Right. Oprah knows Tom. Stedman knows Tom. Oprah knows my wife. We're all friends. 
So why not have a dinner? So that's what that was. Okay, so you got there really early for dinner then. Perhaps, because perhaps they ran late. Well, it was the beginning of the <laughs> it's, it's very secretive. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, 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 mean I, I don't know what, what you're trying to... Get to the end point. I mean, All right, don't, don't, worry. don't, worry. don't worry about it. Okay, you, okay, you don't okay. want to be here. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Are the questions when you... That's when what you, you wanted? When, no, no you, you just won't answer any questions. It's boring. I mean, you're being defensive and looking I'm at me weird. weird. All right. That's a stupid question. But real quick. All right, then I don't want to ask you. Okay, it's a stupid question. What were you doing? Having dinner with somebody? No, we didn't know you were having dinner. I just told you, and you didn't like the answer. Oh, Jesus, Jim, just go. Do whatever you have to do. Bye. Here's the headline. Good luck to you. Yelling I mean, I knowing Fred Toucher, I expected him to be way more abrasive and like po- like poking and prodding. They didn't even they, do anything. It was they all didn't Jim do Gray. anything there, and Jim Gray was being a huge fucking wimp. It, those are completely fair questions. Like, why are you one of like the exclusive members of Brady's entourage? And none of his answers made any sense. Do you know how much material we got at work out of that? <laughs> Like if Michael Hawley and I ever needed to fill I can't like forty five minutes, we just go I know Stedman. <laughs> Stedman knows Tom. Jim Murray had the best Jim Murray did on Felger and Maz did like a five minute like <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. I know Tom. Tom knows Giselle. I know my wife. Stedman knows Oprah. Oprah knows me. I know Stedman. Stedman knows Tom. Tom knows Bill Belichick. And <laughs> just did like every combination of Oprah, Stedman, and Tom Brady knowing each other. What a weird, what a weird guy who is like extremely defensive about clearly being in Tom Brady's pocket. Like so weaselly. Which is weird because I'd just be like, yeah, it's my boy. Yeah, How right. Cool yeah. But like he's a he's like one of the best of all time. He likes me. We have a good relationship, so we build on that. I know people who are less affiliated with people who more want to heighten their relationship. Yeah. Like when I was covering the Bruins, even I'd like be like, Stephen oh man, even Patrice like Steve, was in a mood today. Stephen or A. Smith and like Kyrie yeah. like yeah. clearly have like a like a personal relationship and they vibe with each other. I and mean, Stephen A. yells about Kyrie a lot though. Stephen yeah, A.'s he, big he, thing is the guy doesn't want to go to work. I've never seen anything like this guy. But they have like a relationship. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's got a relationship with. Same with uh, like of- Shams. Shams has like a relationship relationship with Kyrie. Yeah. And like you can tell like a lot of stuff that comes out about Kyrie goes through Shams and like Mm -hmm. it's like it's something that's just like out there and it's it's it works. And on various beats, um, like somebody is someone's guy. Or someone's person, right? Or like they, they they go. Athletes are allowed to take a liking to a certain media personality, and they can go back to that person, right? Jim Gray, man, that's the best. Jim Gray has had some uh, some tough moments in terms of just like not not really. I wouldn't even want to get Jim Gray on the podcast. Not after seeing that, no, because he won't play the game, man. And I mean, he had you know that he has a, a podcast with Tom Brady. I did know that. Do you know what it's called? It's called Let's Go. Mm-hmm. I Have I ever listened to it? I plead the fifth. 